Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom is a common greeting, even to this day in the Holy Land. Oftentimes it's Shalom Aleikum, Aleikum Shalom, which means peace be with you. We, in our custom, we would say good evening. I mean, like, good evening. Good evening. It's, just, it's, it's okay, there's fun. Good evening. Right? But I mean, just for a moment, let's just, let's, just, let's just imagine. Let's go back to that nascent church, that newborn church, that baby church. And all those men and women and children that were the first followers, right? Let's imagine what the day of the Lord was like. Imagine St. Peter greeting you at the door or John they open the door, shalom, come in. Imagine our mother Mary or Mary Magdalene there having served and prepared things, kind of catching that eye, hey, shalom, peace be with you. You see, we're, we're gathered here this day, but you know, my brothers and sisters of Christ, it's, it's the same Jesus. Who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who speaks to us in his living word. Veiled through us, human beings, myself included, proclaiming that word. I mean, he uses me in a particular way as, a, as, a, as, as his priest. There's one priesthood of Jesus Christ. But we can all read that word, but the word is eternal. In the same Eucharist that we receive. Body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is the same that our mother Mary received. She carried Jesus in her womb. He wants to be in our heart. Let's also imagine like those first Christians, you finish Mass here, because we'll, we'll finish. This is my third Mass today, and you know what? 
I love it. I love it. Everyone's encounter with Christ and everyone's encounter with each and every one of you who Jesus loves so radically. So it doesn't, I love it. But it's good. this is going to come to an end. And we're going to be told whether it's a deacon, we're not blessed to have one of our deacons pray for Deacon Michael. He's having his rec recovery from his heart surgery. I talked to him today. He's doing great. Pray for Father Frank. He fell. He went to the hospital. He's, a, he's, doing, he's, he's doing well. So there's believers of ours who, who can't be here with us, but we're gathered for them too. But at the end of the Mass, there will be go, go in peace, to glorify the Lord with your life. So imagine when that moment comes and you get in your car and go and they didn't have cars back there and the apostles, they didn't have the cars. They got either on their donkey or they walked and they went to their home. And you get home or wherever you're going and you know what? There's your neighbor there. And maybe you've known your neighbor for years. Maybe your neighbor, like what we see in the changing of times and seasons and just moved in two weeks ago. Like the lady who came out of the 11 o'clock mass and said, Father, I moved here two weeks ago. I just registered the parish I joined. And I'm like, awesome, come worship with us. We love you. It's great you're here. So you get home and you get out of your car and your neighbor says, hey, I saw you kind of go. I saw you, I saw you get out. I saw you leaving. Where, where are you going? Where are you going? Your response is, well, went to church. And your neighbor says, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? And there's many ways we could all respond to that. Maybe different, different ways, depending on where we are in our walk, right? Yeah, 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 I'm a Christian, but I'm not like those Christians. Or I'm a, I'm a Christian, uh, but... Or you know what, I'm kind of struggling, but I went and checked out this one church and... The homily, homily was 45 minutes long or the preacher, so I'm not going back. I don't know, but are you a Christian? What, what makes us a Christian? There's something that happens to us, everybody. I mean, look, look, at, the, look at the Acts of the Apostles. Paul's going around and all that stuff, right? And he opening the door to the Gentiles. But what makes, what makes us a Christian? Our baptism for sure. Indelible mark on our soul. Ontological change. New life in Christ. Bam. Great catechetical answer. But it's correct. It's deep down true. Confirmation. We got it next week. Thank you mom and dad. I'm stepping out. I'm making this faith my own. I own my faith. I don't know everything but I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow him. Okay. Confirmation. The fullness of baptism. Maybe it could be well... I did a bunch of classes and did a bunch of classes in this and that makes me a Christian. Or maybe, maybe, and you may be one of these people here and welcome and I hope you come up and say hello. You're checking this place out. You're church shopping. And you heard somebody on a radio that says all you got to do is accept Jesus in your heart and that's enough. And if you're here, thank you for being here. But you could be that person. You could be a person who's struggling with the word Christian. Based off what you witnessed in your life. But you're here.
you Christian? It could be, uh, well, I'm a Christian. You know, I went to Catholic school my whole life. I'm a Christian. Like the person I met in Brave Stadium who said to me, as I was walking through, big announcer, famous person, Hey, Father, I grew up in Philadelphia. No knock on Philadelphia, but I grew up in Philadelphia. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. And I went to Mass every day. And I went to Mass so much, I don't need to go anymore for the rest of my life. And I'm like, man, nice to meet you. By the way, we're having Mass downstairs with a golden glover and the head coach. You may want to come. Right? But Christian, are you a Christian? Let's take a look at where that Christian Christians were first called Christians. Let's, let's go to the Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, verse 25. All right? The community was suffering in, in, in the Holy Land. They were suffering in Jerusalem. They were leaving Jerusalem, pulling out. And all of a sudden, Barnabas goes to Tarsus, finds this guy named Saul, who became Paul, and says, hey, we got to go to Antioch. Because there's something happening in Antioch. These Greeks... These Greeks, something's going on. So these Greeks, and in Antioch, so they go there, and for a whole year, they met with the church and taught a large number of people. You see, for the first reading, it was also the Acts of the Apostles, but it was a little later. You heard it. They went here, and then they went to Lystra, and then they went to then they went Iconia, and all that stuff. And then what happened? And then they come back, and then they come all the way back, and they end up getting on the boat and do all this, and come all the way, and they come all the way back to Antioch, to the church where they were at this point, and they come back after that long journey, and they go, you won't believe what is happening. We've opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. We've opened the door, Jay. Baptism. Open the door of faith. Such good news. Next verse. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. You see, the disciples did not give themselves the name Christian. Those who are outside the communities of Jesus, outside the believing in this Lord who rose this Messiah, looked inside, looked inside and called the disciples, the followers of the way, Christian. So they didn't give themselves that name. Outsiders gave them that name. So if they were disciples, what is a disciple? What is a disciple? A disciple is someone who has a master or a teacher, someone when they want to learn from, who they go to and they say, I've got some tough decisions to make. I don't know which way to go. What should I do? I'm really thinking about my life and how to live it. And I want to do the right thing. How should I live? 
Yet the disciple is always going to have in their heart the same answer when given to them by their master. And it's yes. You tell me, and my answer is yes. Because I'm your disciple. Let's take a look at the gospel today. In the gospel of the day, what you see is Jesus says to you and me in the today of our life, as he did to those intimate followers, followers at the Last Supper, my children, I will be with you a little while longer, only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, lean in. Jesus is looking at you and me and saying, lean in. Open your ears, open the ears of your heart. I got something to tell you that's really, really important. I'm going. I'm going to leave you. So now I say to you, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. Who's he talking to? His apostles. Those who called themselves disciples. Those who he said, if you want to be my disciple. And it goes on and it says, this, this, hang on that this, this is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. We may be Christians. But are we disciples? Do those looking on the outside see us as disciples and call us Christians? Or do we call ourselves Christians? It's not like we're going to get rid of the name Christian. That's what we are. We are Christians. But we're called by Jesus to be disciples. But the next verse kind of really helps me in my own humanity where I fall short of that. Because you know what? The apostles, after three years walking with Jesus, didn't quite get it. Because the next verse, which isn't in the gospel today, Peter says, Where are you going, Lord? That's the next line. Where are you going, Lord? His head's caught up with, he's going. Where are you going, Lord? And Jesus is trying to say, Peter, don't you get it? The bottom line of this final discourse, my homily with you, the bottom line, what I want you to take forward with is this, love one another. The bottom line, Ben, up on the slide, put it up there, love one another. All right? Love one another. There's Peter. Love one another. But Peter, where you going, Lord? Lord, let me tell you something, wherever you're going, I'm going with you. I don't care about the rest of them. I'm going with you. I'm standing at your side. And I will die with you, Lord. That's what he says. And Jesus says, Peter, he doesn't say exactly this, but Jesus says, Peter, you know, in a few hours, you're going to get intimidated by a middle school girl, and you're going to deny me. 
I'm not asking you, Peter, to follow me now. I'm not asking you, Peter, to die for me now. Peter, this is what I'm asking you to do, which is a whole lot harder. You ready, Peter? Lean in. This is what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to love these guys forever. Love them. Hey, Matthew. Matthew, remember when we met? Yeah, that, that, that tax booth. What did everybody say about you? Uh Uh-huh. You're a traitor. Peter, what did you tell me when when, when I told you we were going to Matthew's house for dinner? Andrew, you were part of that too? Said he's a traitor. He ripped us off. We're fishing in our boats and he's taking our money and you're going to eat with tax collectors and sinners? We don't do that. Matthew, what did I say to you? Follow me. And I loved you. James and John, you remember uh, walking on that road to Jerusalem? You remember when you had your mom come up to me and had her ask me if you could sit in my left and right in my kingdom? Remember how I turned from her and looked at you and I said, are you able to drink the cup that I'm going to give you? And you said, yes. I said, my cup you will drink, but to sit in my left and right is not mine to give you. This is the cup. You want to be my disciple? Love these guys. Hey, Nathaniel, and I got y'all some news here. Nathaniel, only Philip knows. Only Philip knows this. Got some news about Nathaniel. Nathaniel, remember when we met for the first time? Remember that? Philip brought you. And what'd you say about me? Oh, Lord, don't go that way. I'm not trying to do entertainment, but this, these were real human beings. Nathaniel's like, don't go that way, Lord. And I said, Nathaniel, you know what you said about me? What good can come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel, you dissed my whole family. You dissed, I mean, Mary and Joseph, Nathaniel. Come on. With a twinkle in his eye and his smile. But what I say to you, follow me. And I loved you. You see, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we're called to be disciples. And those first disciples brought down an empire with their love. Brought down an empire with their love. Imagine in Rome, what happened in Rome. Those looking from the outside and the followers of Jesus Christ, the disciples, and said, I don't know if I want to be a Christian. Look at what they're going through. But I would love my daughter to marry one of those Christian men. Look at the way they love their wives. I don't know if I want to be a Christian, but I would love my son to marry one of those Christian women. Look the way they honor their husband and the way they speak in the community. Look at the way the Christians talk about each other. 
and build each other up. Never tearing each other down. They're generous to a fault. When they do something wrong, they own up to it and they tell the truth. Their integrity is impeccable. I don't know. I really don't know if I want to be a Christian. But I would love and I would gladly permit my children to play with those Christian children. See how those children respect their parents and honor their parents. They come in when they're told. The way they do their chores around the house. I don't know if I want to be a Christian. I just do not know if I can be a Christian. But boy, I would love to work for a Christian. You see... If followers of Jesus Christ, and we're, we're there, I'm not saying I'm perfect or we're perfect. We can look at Peter, we can look at our own lives. Uh, we're not saying we're perfect. But if followers of Jesus Christ of all times got this one commandment right, focused on this, love one another, probably wouldn't have had a World War One definitely wouldn't have had World War II wouldn't have been a civil war in this country slavery wouldn't happen in this country in the civil rights movement there wouldn't have been a need for it if Christians truly loved one another Imagine your world, I don't know your world, we live in the same one, but imagine your world, how different would it look, each one of us, our particular worlds, if we just had a seven day campaign, seven day campaign to love with a radical love, first and foremost, those in our domestic church, our Homes. Starting there. What would that do for those in our world looking from the outside in? What could that possibly do? I believe it could do what it did at the beginning of Christianity. It could change a world. It could change the world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we're called to be disciples. And those out there who we encounter will know that we are disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, by the way we love one another.